0: 7.45 on a Saturday morning means it's time for our wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Hi there, Denny. How are you doing this I, I'm doing quite well. I hope you are as well. Uh, we have a little, little rain activity here in the Twin Cities, but that's okay. That's not going to stop us. No, and it won't last all day. Oh, right. So, anyhow, I got an email from somebody asking me about unoaked Chardonnay. Well, it brought to mind... The the fact that today wine people are using oak to intentionally impart flavors to wine, this is a relatively new thing in the world of winemaking. Winemaking is thousands of years old. Barrels came along maybe 500 years ago, 400 years ago. And the reason barrels were handy is they worked a lot better than those old-fashioned clay amphora jars. And they travel better. Barrels are practically unbreakable, and they're more robust than the amphora because they were less likely to break. And they're more easier to transport uh, than those big amphora things. But using the interior of the barrel to flavor wine is relatively new. Uh, to make a barrel, you split wood into what they call staves, and then those staves are set outside to age, for anywhere from two to six years. Uh, they. In fact, a very interesting story about uh, wood barrels is, you know, forever they could not get Chardonnay from California to taste like French Burgundy. As I've said in the past, all French Burgundy is Pinot Chardonnay, uh, white Burgundy. Red Burgundy is all Pinot Noir. It's very simple. They only have two grape types in Burgundy, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, uh, of of any consequence. And The red wines are all Pinot Noir, the white wines are all Chardonnay. But they couldn't get their Chardonnay in California to taste like French Chardonnay till they started to import French barrels, and then they figured it out. It actually came from the flavors that the wine got by... Uh, Spending some time barrel aging in those wooden uh, barrels that they use in uh, Burgundy. And those, those barrels are, you know, they hold around 25 cases a barrel does. And uh, anyhow, once the wood is made into barrels, but barrel making is a real art. And they take these staves that have been aged out of doors, and I'll tell you another interesting story about aging them out of doors. And then they are uh, cut into shape, uh, into things that are, uh, as I said, called staves. And then they do this overheat. It allows the bending easier. And the staves are flexible enough to bend into a barrel shape. They put the iron rings on them, and thus uh, a barrel is born and those barrels then are charred on the inside. And this is called toast varieties. How long is that barrel toasted? Because those toasts on the wine barrel give flavor and impart flavor uh, to wines. And, you know, most uh, wine barrels are all oak, uh, either American oak or French oak. Uh, For example, any of you who have ever tasted the famous Greek wine Retsina, Those are made from pine barrels, and the pine emits a resin, thus the name Retzina. And Retzina has a very distinctive flavor that comes from the resin in the wood and the barrels that is aged in. So barrel aging is very unique. Wines are first fermented in big uh, tanks, usually stainless steel. They even have plastic. Some countries still have concrete tanks for the first fermentation. After that, they're put into barrels to age. Some of the wine, you know, a lot, probably 90% of the wine never ever sees uh, any wood at all. But barrel age is very, very important. And wood flavor in the wine, that oak flavor, became so important. You know, it was interesting to me 30 years ago to go to Australia and see them put, these wooden staves in huge stainless steel vats. They'd lower maybe 50 wooden sticks, and they were oak sticks to impart a flavor to the wine. They weren't using barrels, but obviously a lot cheaper to do that. Since then, I've seen them put in uh, wooden chips in the wine and then filter them out. I've even seen them thrown sawdust into the wine, uh to impart that flavor of wood but really uh while it does impart a flavor of the wood throwing in sawdust and sticking barrels in or sticking wooden staves in for a while what really does it is being uh toasted in the barrel and uh aged in the barrel this is a very important thing you know it was really Uh, Not too long ago, they they discovered that oak imparts something called lactone. And that's what gives a wine, perhaps a Chardonnay you like, that wonderful vanilla flavor uh, in the nose and also in the mouth, the lactone from the oak. And, you know, it was always interesting to me that we had to use French oak in making wines. And they everybody insisted on. It. And I thought, you know, our oak trees here are every bit as good as the oak trees in France. Why can't we make American oak barrels? Well, very simple. And again, another interesting story. I was at Leonetti Winery maybe thirty-five years ago in Washington D.C. And he was famous for making Merlot, and he made some of the best Merlot that came out of the state of Washington. Well, we were at his place tasting. And he took us to his honey barrel. Now, a honey barrel is a barrel where you think is the best wine that you're making that year, and you keep it in that honey barrel. So we went to the honey barrel. And I said, you know, I have never tasted Merlot in the United States this good. I mean, it's fabulous. What's the secret? He said, my barrels. I said, well, what kind of barrels do you use? American oak. I said, oh, this can't be American oak, because American oak barrels usually imparted a sweet flavor to the wine, and not that wonderful rounded flavor that you get from French oak. And this one did, and even better. And he said, well, I found that American barrel makers aged their wood in kilns, not outside. So he took us out and showed us an oak tree that he had felled on his property, Uh, cut into planks. He said, this has been out here three years. I'm calling the barrel maker. He will come and take this oak uh, planks that I've cut, make me a dozen or two barrels out of the tree. And uh, it was air aging, and it had never been done in this country. And Leonetti was the first one to really discover uh, the fact that it made a tremendous difference when you were uh, taking barrel or wood, oak, and aging it in the kiln, and air-aging it. And the the result was incredible. Today, American oak barrels are as popular as French oak barrels are, and there's good reason, because it it's, they produce wonderful wines. But all of a sudden, the world became aware of oak. And, you know, there's some vineyards. In fact, uh, Murphy Good from California specializes. They have a Minnesota cuvee in their Chardonnay, and, uh that's an you know as, as oak trees age and if they age in a cold climate the bands are tighter in the wood and the wood is more dense because it has to be because of the long winters and uh, i always thought minnesota oak would make wonderful wine and indeed our good friend mr reddy at murphy good proved that by making Chardonnay and aging it in Minnesota oak, and it really is a very, very unique wine. Uh, But the flavor that uh, wine picks up from oak is this lactone, kind of a vanilla flavor, uh, and American oaks really actually emit more of this flavor than others. The real cradle of winemaking in using barrels is burgundy. That's how they've been fermenting wine for years. They, as soon as the wine is ready, they put it in barrels. Uh, then they have what they call malolactic fermentation, which is the second fermentation in the barrel. And that barrel, uh, the wine sitting in the barrel it draws all this flavor, a lot of tannin. Tannin adds structure. You get tannin from the skins and the pips, and you also get a lot of tannin from the oak that the wine is aged in. And that makes a wonderful difference when you're trying these uh, wines out and you say, you know, too much oak on the nose. And so unoaked wines, which are kind of popular right now, in my opinion, they have a place. People don't all happen to like that oaky, wonderful flavor. But I don't think they'll ever replace oak barrels because uh, when the wine draws that flavor from the wood, there's just nothing like it, and everybody that makes wine throughout the world has certain wines that they just absolutely love that are barrel aged and they they proudly put that on the bottle and you know it, and even some of the requirements of like the French Appellation controlli and the Italian denomination the origin etc., have requirements if you have uh, say a, a Chianti reserve, it has to spend more time in barrels. And if you have uh, a French Bordeaux, it has to spend so much time in barrels. So barrel aging is really very, very important. And as I said, uh, when you're bringing up a wine, the Elevage it's called, nobody does it better than the Burgundian. So people have been trooping winemakers from all over the world, Troop to Burgundy, to see how they handle their elevage, or educating the wine that's in the barrel. And it's all done with barrels, where the wine sits on top of the droppings, called the lees. We talked about that uh, last week when we talked about Muscadet. sur Lee, the Muscadet has been on the lees for so long. So uh, barrel making and barrel production and barrel aging are an essential part of wine making and i think if you want an oak chardonnay that's just wonderful but don't ever forget that that oak imparts wonderful flavors to wine and it's part of the intrigue of wine is to have that phenomenal unique if you will oak aging and that oak aging comes from using oak barrels now there are other barrels that are used such as chestnut wood and a few other types of wood but really the very very best is oak, and we see that in a lot of oak aging. And I was asked to repeat some of those gift ideas for Dad. Uh, I started out last week with some wine blends, Petit Cabrières, the Little Goat. It's an old goat farm. It's a Rhone wine. It's under $15. It'd be great for Dad. Fog Mountain Field Blend is a great uh, field blend from California, from our friends at bosset uh, La Ville Pavillon is a Bordeaux, and you know, all Bordeaux are red blends. So uh, those are all good flavors and good wines under 15 bucks for dad. Petit Cabriere, Fog Mountain Field Blend, Pavillon, La Ville, uh, Red. And then if you want a little more expensive, uh, under $20, Previnera Pinot Noir, uh, Pacific Heights Pinot Noir are, are good types. And then don't forget that, you know, we send buyers to buy special whiskeys all the time in fact our buyers just got back on wednesday from a trip through kentucky jefferson reserve old rum cask is a great bourbon uh 1792 is another one they're more expensive uh you know 50 60 dollars a bottle but if dad likes bourbon give him one of those and plus don't forget A gift basket of wine or beer for Dad for Father's Day would be very much appreciated. And as I always say, not such a bad idea to give him a a bouquet that you can both share. I should say, and I know exactly where you can find these great uh, Dad's gifts. We love to help you pick wine to go with the perfect dish. We also are pretty good at picking gifts out for old dads, so stop in and see the folks at Haskell's. They'll help you find something, and best of all, they'll help you find something that won't break the bank. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior. Haskell's in Faribault, right off of 35. Our super seller up in Maple Grove is not to be missed. Haskell's in downtown Minneapolis has free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Minnetonka, at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury is, has another Haskell's. There's, and if you can't come in, go to Haskell's.com. It'll take you right to our summer sales flyer, and you'll see all the wonderful things that are on sale for you to buy for dear old dad. Well, let's uh, talk again next week, but I wish you a uh, happy Father's Day tomorrow. Happy Father's Day to you, too. <laughs> Thanks very much. And we'll talk next week. Thank you, Jack. I look forward to it. Jack Farrell from Haskell's back with his wine chat next week.